Cambridge 105 Radio. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Well, welcome back to uh, football uh, and from the terraces uh, on uh, uh, this uh, Sunday. The I can't even remember the date now. Sunday the eighteenth. Are we on now? Um, uh, lots and lots to talk about. Obviously, uh, a gap last week for for, for obvious and good reasons, uh, but everyone was back today. Uh, United had two losses since we last spoke, Cheltenham uh, midweek and uh, Barnsley yesterday. We'll be talking to uh, Matt uh, shortly. And uh, Histon uh, had uh, a loss. Uh, well, sorry, no, they were last week. So last on there, they'd lost. They had a draw yesterday. Lutterworth, a four-all draw. Uh, we'll be talking to Lance about that. They've got uh, Wellingborough coming up and then uh, they're in Vars action next weekend. Uh, City uh, had a 4-1 win in the FA Trophy against Yaxley with Ed Rolf making a triumphant return after injury, uh, scoring a hat-trick. And they had a win yesterday as well against Colsey where uh, Rolf opened the scoring. Um, so a really good week for Cambridge City. And with uh, Cambridge United women and uh, Cambridge City women both in action today, Cambridge City have got uh, London Seaward um, and Cambridge United have got hashtag both difficult games. So you can uh, contact us as you usually do uh, on 07919070490 or studio at cambridge105.co.uk but we'll start as we usually do with uh, Cambridge United. So, yeah, um, it, it was uh, obviously interesting to uh, get back to the football and uh, the uh, minutes silence uh, and the singing of the national anthem impeccably observed um, at Cambridge United, as indeed, as I'm sure it was indeed in uh, uh, most, if not all, football grounds uh, yesterday. Um, but it was back into action uh, middle of the week. Hopefully Matt's on the line. Are you there, Matt? Hey Tim, how you doing? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. So let's start with uh, Cheltenham. Um, after l- last year's away game, which was a, an odd game in itself, uh, showed how the fortunes of football change, uh, a 5-0 win, and I think it was nil all at half-time. Um, it was a, a really, really fantastic result. We went there looking for the same again, but it wasn't to be. Uh, we scored first, but never really made anything of scoring, and we ended up really struggling uh, against a side that on the night were just simply better than us. Yeah, and I, I think the the issue was is the the first half. It was it was a scrappy game. You know, didn't really get going too much, and the the only sort of bit of quality from us, um, probably throughout the whole game, in fairness, was was actually the goal. You know, Shalo Tracy, you know, ran went down the line, took on you know a couple of players, laid a really good ball in to Adam May, 
and you know it's a really good uh, finish for, from him. Um, but we didn't we didn't capitalise on it, and we allowed Cheltenham to come back into the game and pin us back. And um, you know the the goals that we've conceded when when you look at it, the first one is a is a good strike. Like you have to give credit to the striker. It's it's a really good strike. No backlift. He's just stood there and picked out the top corner fantastically well and um, you know the only issue I could probably say is, is you know, we probably didn't get out and close him enough and then the winning goal um, so late on in the game is just a, a comedy of errors I mean you know I think we must have had at least three four chances to, to clear the ball which we didn't take and if you're not going to clear the ball properly and get rid of it and you know reset yourself and Regroup that you know that type of goal because that type of goal is going to happen, and I think you know you have to look at Dimmy as well because you probably shouldn't be beating at the near post like that either. So, but he's not the only one out of the second goal. Um, you know, the, the rest of them were, were all at fault, and it was really, really disappointing because at the end of the day, we, we just didn't do enough at all. Um, and it's, it's such a bad performance Tuesday, and uh, you know, it, it kind of seemed to roll into uh, you know, into yesterday, which we'll talk about soon, but you know, it it, it it just needs, there's something wrong at the moment. There's something just not clicking right now. And uh, hopefully the, the coaching staff can, can sort it out because, um, you know, we're better than what we are at the moment. And this week has, has been utterly pathetic in terms of performances and, uh, you know, the way we've played. Yeah, it has, Matt. There's, uh, your, your frog's back. I don't know, it must be something on the uh, on the uh, system, but uh, it, it's not very good. What I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to disconnect you and then I'll give you a call back on your mobile, if that's okay. Um, yeah, of course. So, no problem. so we'll do that now because, um, uh, I say, it's a very strange noise, the, uh, the frog that comes in and <laughs> accompanies everything he says. But uh, let's just try and call him back. It is interesting. It's been one of those things that I've been looking at on the uh, social media uh, pages because, uh, and hopefully we've got Matt there. Are you, are you there? Hey, hey, Tim. Yeah, I'm here. That's much better, much better. I was just saying, uh, it is interesting looking on the uh, social media pages. um, There's been quite a reaction to it. And I think in many ways, some of it is a a bit over the top. Uh, Even, of course, saw the obligatory, um, you know, um, Bonner doesn't know what he's doing. It's time we thought about this. Uh, Didn't actually come out and say Bonner out, but we, we we know where that was heading. And it... I think you look at it, and especially yesterday, yeah, you can't. I think it, it's it, you can't really say a great deal about the performance um, if you look at it from a distance and say you were playing against a ten-man team for a large part of the game. They were one up when the uh, man was sent off, but you managed to lose three nil, uh, and it looks bad. But then, first of all, consider that Barnsley were a Championship club last time, and they were a very, very good club. They, they you know, it wasn't a, wasn't lucky. They were very good at what they did. Uh, and we played very poorly, given how good they were, given how tall they were, and given how we weren't getting anywhere with the, you know, the long ball. So I think, you know, we we take up, we take the blame, and we look at the fact that we didn't play well. Although for certainly for the first half, we we kind of held our own, um, you know. So I think 
had we got uh, Brophy's goal gone in and there were you know there were two or three other really really good chances that should have gone in and and potentially could have changed that game but I think you're right it, there is a little bit of a concern amount at the moment I mean we've conceded a lot of goals and we've missed a lot of chances and you're not going to do very well if you keep that up for the rest of the season yeah, and that, that's the that's the thing is um, you know the the chances were created in the first half, and you know you're completely right. If those if those chances go in 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 the first half, then we're talking we're probably talking about a different game. But you know chances are are missed um, in games of football, and then what we have to do ourselves is you know we we have to do the basics right. And yesterday, um, you know for the first half, yeah, we give away another soft goal uh, it's a really poor goal to concede again um, you know the ball is just allowed to roll loose through to, to the striker and you know it's a really good finish by him in, you know in fairness but you know there was a lot of players in and around and surrounding him and it, it was very it was very very poor uh, on our part and yeah there was a reaction after the goal and you know we, we had those chances we had a couple of chances and um, you know we didn't take them and you know you come out into the second half and yeah we started quite brightly and we gave it a bit of a go um, and then you know the the injury obviously you know it, it upsets a few things and um, you know there is a disruption quite a long disruption uh, in the game and uh, you know we're, we're just trying to build up a, a head of steam again at, at the, and then uh, you know the player gets sent off the Barnsley player gets sent off and uh, you think oh we can go out and we can go on and win this game now you know or at least get a point uh, as a minimum requirement but it, it's it's just the way you know we sort of made our subs and we you know, tried to chase the game a little bit and uh, and we didn't really do too much at all. It was far too much, you know, loose passing. Uh, defensively, we just seemed to fall to pieces once we, you know, once they went down to 10 men and it, we just looked like a bunch of strangers out there and, uh, you know, they, they get a second goal and, my God, I don't know what we were doing at that. Um, I'm glad I haven't seen the replay because uh, I probably got very angry over it. Um, you know, but I am interested to see what happened there uh, on that one, and um, you know, and then uh, you know, I know Mark's alluded in his, his, you know, in his press conference that you know there was still time in the game, and there was still time in the game, but we just didn't look like we really particularly wanted to get back in the game. We just seemed to lose our, our heads, we just seemed to lose our organisation, our shape, and just the the basic things that you know we we've been so so good at over you know, recent weeks and, you know, the past couple of seasons, it, it just seems we're all, you know, been forgotten, you know, in the past two games. And, uh, you know, it was, just, it was just pathetic at times. And, you know, the way we just rolled over um, and let a 10-man team who, you know, rolled the dice and went attacking and fair play to the Barnsley manager for doing that and making those changes, um, you know, to try and push us back onto the, the front foot. You know, it looked like we had 10 men and they had 11. And that, that, that just sums it up, really. And, you know, we huffed and we puffed. And, yes, we had a we, we had a couple of goals disallowed. And maybe you can, you've seen them a bit better to whether they were or not. Uh, it, it was very hard to see from where I was. But, you know, at times, we, we know Sam Smith has a habit of being offside a lot of the times because he likes to play on the last man. But... You know, it just it just wasn't good enough. So you've got to learn to stay on side. You've got to learn to time those runs better. 
Um, and then the third, the third goal, uh, say he brought on James Norwood at the end, the, you know, the Barnsley manager, uh, you know, midway through the second half. And he's absolutely bullied us and it was just an easy goal for him. And we, it just wasn't good enough on our part whatsoever. Um, and I, I just think we just, we need to make some changes, Tim. I think the, the, there's a, too many of them that got a little bit too comfortable, um, some of them aren't putting in the shifts that they have been putting in in, in recent seasons. And I think, you know, just coming out of the team and, uh, you know, having a break and giving these other people a chance to go out there and prove. Mark spoke about the, the, the strength in, you know, our squad depth and everything. Well, it's time to use it because, you know, some of them just aren't good enough right now in terms of their performances. And, you know, Mark's got to make a big call for, you know, next next week's game because Morgan becomes a bit of a, a tougher game now, um, you know, because there's a game that we, can, we can't particularly afford to, to lose and uh, we need to go and get a result. And, you know, right now, defensively, I don't think those players will, will get us a result. And, you know, offensively, I don't think there's enough there, uh, you know, for us to get a result either. I just think, you know, they're, they're suffering a little bit. And uh, we need we need a little bit of fresh momentum and a bit of fresh injection because, as I say, there's a few of them with their egos are a little bit inflated um, and need to do a lot, lot better. And then there's some that just need to come out of the squad completely because their performances aren't uh, acceptable for what we expect as, from this football team. So, um, you know, a really, really poor week. But, you know, one thing that they do do, we've seen it before, is in patches like this where we have been playing very badly and we've suffered two defeats, they come out of it a lot, lot stronger when the backs are against the wall. And, you know, it's backs against the wall time now. And this is where the, the management and the players and the coaches staff have all earned their corn in recent seasons. And so, you know, they've, they've, say they've got Morecambe next week. And then, you know, I think it's Derby and Ipswich to, to come. And it's, it's, it's going to be a tough one and they need to be a lot, lot better. Yeah, we'll come. We'll come back to talking about uh, changes later on because I think I absolutely agree with you. I think it's time. It's time to do something a little bit different. Uh, the first goal was definitely offside. There was no. There, there was no real doubt about that. The second one, unfortunately, we didn't get a very good view either. Um, it, it, to me, I, I thought it was certainly very, very close. Um, but it was interesting that. The appeals were half-hearted, so I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that it wasn't offside. But it'd be interesting to see on replay. Um, you mentioned uh, what uh, Mark had to say. Let's listen to what he had to say, and then we'll come back uh, to talk to you uh, after that, Matt. The last time we spoke well, to you was just before you uh, in, in were ways, starting the uh, QPR half, guess, game. Your overriding impression will be how your side lost the game despite having that man advantage in the second half. Uh, yeah, but I think probably from the second goal onwards, which came quite quickly after the red card, the game was fairly comfortable for them. We we um, we almost, it was about 25 minutes to go still there, but we didn't play with the thrust that we had been playing with and almost got really disheartened that it, it happened. And you know, we got to be better in those moments because I remember going to Portsmouth and being excellent for an hour and then the game went away from us and, and ran away from us. And I think when you play those teams, when you get the chances you get, it's obvious you've got to take them because it's, it's really hard against the a Barnsley team that don't create or don't concede many goals and many chances, when you get them, you've got to take them. And we created some really good ones in the first half. So I think we were frustrated to be 1-0 down at half-time as 
was a bit lucky there, goal, really. The, the through ball was not intended to be for the lad that went in one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and we had three or four very good chances in the first half. So to go one down was difficult, but not a disaster. And we start second half brilliantly. Um, and the momentum of that just crashed when the lad, uh, the goalkeeper got injured for 12 minutes. So that, that turned the game. The red card happened quite quickly and their second goal came really quickly after that. And we don't deal with direct playing it uh, very well against a team that you know, you know are going to do that. And at that point then, the game became a little bit of a, um, a bit too open, a bit, we just lacked a little bit of the grit and resilience that we're known for really. So um, we've got to do better in those moments. Um, but for the 50 minutes up to the, the, the injury, I thought we were very good. Yeah, first half, lots of end-to-end -end in football and I think everyone enjoyed what they were seeing. The goal when it came, a little bit unfortunate. It looked like there was a slip in there, but no doubt no one picking up Cole in the, in the middle of the box there. Uh, yeah, I mean, we hadn't quite got across in time, but it wasn't for him, the ball. The ball was for the other guy who was inside the box and it's just, he's absolutely spawned one to the other guy. So, um, is what it is. They counter-attack really well at times and if you don't secure the middle of the pitch, we had to be careful in the first half that our defensive structure was with 10 outfield players, not six front players and a back four against theirs. So, we had to try and tidy that up a little bit, but we knew we knew what to expect there. You've got some really good attacking players that can cause you a problem and um, a good side. Obviously, played in the championship last year. They've got some, uh, some very good players and they've got off to a good start as well and you know similar to Michael's teams at Cheltenham they, they, they can create a chance and they're big and direct and strong um, but they also make it really hard for you to create a chance against them but um, we had some good moments in the first half that we um, got into wide areas and cutbacks and crossing situations really well which is exactly what we wanted hit the post with Brophy Shiloh's had a good chance for half time it's come back to Nibsey Sam's had one across the box which is dribbled back to the goalkeeper so you obviously got to take those moments but at the same time the second half reaction to the second goal for them just um, game, we lost the game really from that point onwards. In terms of um, you know, the chances in and around the box, there was a golden opportunity for Sam Smith just after they'd scored, actually hit it straight at the keeper. There were one or two moments before and after that, Liam shot early in the second half. Just not your day in front of goal or were you disappointed there was a, a bit of a lack of cutting edge at times? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to be good in those moments. Um, to be fair, the one from Liam's a good strike and the goalie's made a decent save. It's more the cutback ones probably we should do better with and uh, in the first half probably. Um, It'd have been interesting to see what would have happened if the second half would have continued without the injury because we were flying at that point, really camped in their part, lots of set plays, lots of intent um, and, and really tough to pick up that momentum after a 12-minute stoppage, really. So that, that was tough. Um, but then you just got to find your way back into it again. Um, and the, the red card at that point, you don't see the game turning out like it is. And they, they score the second goal very, very soon after, just as we've gone 4-4-2 and we want to get two strikers on the pitch and really try and force the game. And then we're doing it from a very different point uh, once, the, uh, once the second goal goes in. In terms of the red card, I mean, it's always a, a difficult moment and it's never easier, easy to play with 10 men, although on paper it looks like it is. But it was Barnsley that seemed to react better to it. Why do you think that was, Mark? Just a mindset thing? Or? I don't think it's the 10 men. I think it's the second goal. Because um, the second goal comes straight after the 10 men. And at that point, they're 2-0 up with 10 men. We're 2-0 up, really disheartened. And it looks like in the end of the game, towards the end, it was a mess. They scored the third goal. And um, we, we, we've almost thought, right, game's over. And that's where we've got to be better. Because there's, there's moments then where you, you're still in the game. When the red card happens or the second goal happens, I think it's still 25 or 30 minutes to go. So there's plenty of time left to, to get back in it. But you know you're playing against a team that don't give you anything, that don't concede goals, that make it really difficult for you. Um, and we've got to get a bit more grit and resilience in us at that point to, to work like we, um, like we can because we can uh, still try and chisel something out of the game. You said before the game you wanted today to be a game in which you, you players collectively were a little bit more of a reflection of what they've become over the last couple of years under yourself. Um, but... Uh, uh, I guess a lot 
in there for them to reflect on collectively and individually. You always say that they're very mentally strong, but a bit of thinking in there for them. Uh, yeah, I mean, every game there is, and hopefully some learning and reflection. We certainly were that in the beginning. I thought we were a good team in, in the first half. We, we, we've got no divine right to beat a championship team from last season, and we shouldn't expect to just because we've won a few games here. Um, and people turn up and the players turn up. And if you turn up and think we're just going to beat teams, you, you're going you're to be given a hiding because this league is brutal and really tough. So don't tell yourself lies because we're in the top half of the table that we're a top half team. We are scrapping to be a team to try and compete at the level we did last year. And that's what we've got to do. So that's what we've got to get towards. So it's a nice reminder to everybody where we are, who we are. We're Cambridge United. We've got a bottom four uh, expectation on us yet again, but we've got to prove that we're better than that. And we've shown so many moments this year where we are a good side and then other moments where we're really close to being one. But being close to being one's no good when you play the best teams. We've got to have a little bit more about us than that. So. That's a brilliant challenge for us. Nine games in, we're probably probably in a good position for where people thought we might be. We're probably in a better position nine games in than we were last year. I don't know, but let's see where we are after Morecambe next week and um, that'll be something to build on. But four wins from nine, four, four defeats in that period of games is, yeah, look, you want to win every game and the games that you lose, you want to do better in, obviously. But um, today wasn't to be after a, after a promising first half and start to the second half. It uh, certainly didn't end up how we wanted it to. Uh, defensively, Mark, I think six conceded in the last three games here and eight in four, I think, home and away. Uh, do you have any concerns or anything you want to address defensively in terms of that record? Yeah, stop letting goals in. Um, but that's easy said. We've got really good attackers against us, but we want to score more and concede less for sure. Yeah, it's difficult. We laughed when he said that. I mean, it's a strange question that, you know, how are you going to answer it? Yes, you've conceded too many goals. Um and yeah, you you need to concede less. But uh, Matt, one of the things that I think it happened at Cheltenham and and it happened again today, uh, yesterday rather. Um, I, I think, and I know Okadine is a is a young player and he's still got lots to learn. And sometimes you look at him and he puts in really good tackles and he makes really good clearances. And then other times you see him Cheltenham he passed across the uh, the area and uh, you know if there'd been a better if they'd if they'd been a bit more on the ball they'd, they'd have scored a really easy goal. And yesterday a couple of times just poor placement of passes put us into trouble. Is it time for him to to have a rest? That the, the question is who comes in and you know how does that work? Um, yeah, I think uh, you know Jibril Okadina does need to come out. I think he's making you know mistakes that uh, we've seen over the past sort of season and a half. You know, last season being his first you know full season with us, and then. Obviously, he had the the loan spell uh, in the in the promotion season uh, with us in the second half, and you know let's not make no bones about it. First and foremost, he's a very good defender, and like you said, Tim, you know he's still very very young, and mistakes will happen. And the the issue is is at the moment defensively, he doesn't he doesn't look like particularly confident. Uh, he's not. As sort of physical, he's good. You know, he's good over sort of you know the twenty thirty yards. He's got good pace on him, but yeah, he's he's not being physically strong um, at the moment. And as you say, you know, his passing. And in, in fairness, yesterday, you know, he wasn't the only one that that couldn't pass a ball to to an amber shirt because there were you know plenty more of you know United players that that couldn't find a, a you know a Cambridge United shirt either at times. So you know, he's he's not the only one. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know his 
you know, his confidence seems to have drained because he seems to be making a mistake or a couple of mistakes. And um, the the issue seems to be is that when he loses his confidence, he, he just seems to uh, just take a, a dip in form, basically. It's, it's, it's nothing more than that. He just has a little bit of a dip in form. And he's not the same defender that you know he he can be, and when, you know when he is very good, he's very very good at this league, and um, you know he just needs to come out, I think, of, of the team, and um, you know just have an absolute reset for himself. And I, I don't see why uh, Zeno uh, Rossi hasn't been in the team. He probably should have come into the team a little bit earlier. Then you know he potentially might play Tuesday in that non-entity cup game. But you'd hope he'd play um, at Morecambe on Saturday because I think it's time for him to come in. And, you know, like I've said already, you know, the fact that Marcus said we've got a stronger squad in terms of depth. Well, you know, let's let's start using it. You know, let's start trying to address the issues that we, we have at the moment. At the moment, we're conceding too many soft goals. And, um, you know, as I say, Jibro Aquadina, he, he's not always the the issue there are other issues um but you know he he's something that can be changed and we can do something about and give somebody else a go a go because you know the, the just the confidence in the in the center back partnership doesn't seem to be there right now and and then we can go from there you know i don't think george williams is having a a, a great season so far either and I think you know he's, he's suffering a little but again you know our options are, are limited there in terms of who can we play at right back and as I say if we're going to take Jibra Wakadina out we don't want to be playing him at right back that's for sure so and then um, you know Harrison didn't do too badly but you know it, it's it's getting to a case again where we started a lot of games and you know that uh, Brandon Houndstrap. I don't know if he's injured or not, Tim. Uh, maybe you know a bit more, but you know maybe it's time for him to have a have a go himself as well. But they, they're not the only ones. You know, it's very easy to look at the defence because obviously we're conceding so many goals like we are, and think you know that that is a solution. You know, or that is going to be the solution. I think yes, yeah, say further forward as well. There's a lot of issues there. I think we we, we look a little bit lightweight in midfield in terms of, you know, whether they're changing Paul Digby's sort of positioning and the way he plays, I don't know. Adam May's not really setting the light on fire, uh, the game on fire at the moment, really. Um, you know, Liam O'Neill, I mean, he put more passes out of out of play and into the stands yesterday than he did find a, an own, his own shirt. And I don't think he's a 90-minute player. And I think yesterday proved that. And, you know, the strikers themselves, you know, at the moment, I think there's there's, there's a couple of egos there. Um, I haven't been impressed with sort of Harvey, Harvey Nibs recently. Yes, he, he does pop up with the odd goal, but I don't think his performances and his application is there right now like it was towards the end of last season when he was on that hot run of form. Um, you know, and that's why people were looking at him. But, you know, I don't think he chases as hard as he as he did at the end of last season. And, I, you know, I don't think he affects the games any more like he, like he was doing at the end of last season. Sam Smith, as I say, is always offside. And, I, again, I, I just wonder whether 
if there was a potential move mooted, whether that's affected his, not say his attitude, but his performances. And, uh, you know, Big Joe is, is just struggling at the moment in terms of holding the ball up and, and, you know, getting into the game. So, you know, there's there's lots of issues everywhere, Tim, you know, but, I, you know, the start with the defence and then we, we can hopefully work our way forward. And then, as I say, there's a few other players that can have an impact on the game, uh, you know, further forward as well. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, obviously your favourite competition coming up. It, it does the one the one thing it does give us is it gives us a, it gives us a chance to experiment a little bit. There are a certain number of players we have to play from the game that played uh, this this weekend. But I think Zeno uh, um, I keep getting his name wrong. I think he will uh, he will feature. Um, and it's interesting because the the option is there as well. I would guess Greg will feature, um, and it gives perhaps Greg a chance to work alongside keep keep uh, Ocadina in and give Greg a, lot, a chance to work alongside him again in the game situation because one thing he's very good at is talking to people and, and telling them where they're going wrong uh, that might be a possibility but yeah I think overall just you know we're subpar but Mark Mark did say I mean I, and, and he's right and I get I get that fans are frustrated because we'd we'd won three at home and we were looking really good and then you know against a team that had a person sent off we should have done better but they uh, they were a championship side last year and it, and it showed they got a lot of quality players in there that it was always going to be a very difficult game um, and you know he believes that we are you know where 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 we're going to be scrapping for that that kind of uh, just above mid-table spot and I don't think it's I mean you can argue that it's lack of ambition but I think it's just realism in in you know the strength of the squad that we've got is good but it's not you know, it's not promotion good, um, and even if it was, it's certainly not a championship good. So, you know that it, you kind of have to look at realistically where we are. And um, I think some of the some of the stuff that was out on the uh, board yesterday, yeah, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and 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 the frustration shows. And there were genuine comments about the the poor passing, about the poor defence, about not taking opportunities, and and sometimes these things just happen, and sometimes they're they're, they're indicative of something you know more serious and I'm you know I think some changes need to be made but I don't think people st- need to start panicking just yet and uh, you know and doubting you know what's brought us here has been you know the 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 the, the atmosphere and the the ethic at the club that seems to be what's a little bit missing you saying you know as you said people aren't chasing the ball down necessarily they're not you know they're not don't seem to be putting in that grind that they have been putting in and perhaps that's what we're missing at the moment so uh, it, it's going to be interesting and, and as you say it's certainly not going to get any easier coming up because we've got say Northampton uh, on uh, Tuesday in the Papa John's Trophy Morecambe which you know we would expect to be to, to be winning that game uh, it's a way um so you know our record way is not as good, um, but it's becoming that that that's becoming. I think that's going to be an indicator is how we respond on that game. You know whether we get the usual bounce back um, or whether we don't, and whether it's indicative of a bigger problem. Because if it is, then we've got Derby on the first of October. We've got the rescheduled Ipswich game on the fourth. We've got Bristol Rovers on the eighth. Sheffield Wednesday on the fifteenth. We've got Ipswich again in the Papa John's Trophy. Yeah, we've got Port Vale. Wickham and Peterborough all before the end of October. It's a massively busy October um, and uh, some really, really difficult games in there. So it's going to be interesting to see how we respond uh, at Morecambe on uh, next Saturday. 
Yeah, and that and that's the thing is you know we we've got to have a response on Saturday because, like you say, you, you look at some of them games uh, coming up and they're just they're horrible. Like it's a, it's a horrible run, and um, you know we we don't do you know historically well against Wickham. Um, you know Port Vale are, are a funny team as well, but it's a game you know, newly promoted that you, you've got to win. And then, you know, there's a lot of big names and a lot of big games that you said there, Tim, before you even get to the Derby um, match against that lot, um, you know, at the end of October. So um, we don't want to be going into that game, you know, where we've come off a run of, you know, X, Y, Z amount of defeats potentially. Like, that's exactly the, what, what we don't need. And it's not what the, the club will need because, you know, as we know in football, unfortunately, negative you know, negative feelings and negative opinions start to seep in, don't they? And then the players start, you know, self, self-doubting self themselves and things like that. So, you know, the sooner, you know, we can get back on track, remember what type of team we are. And, you know, Mark says, you know, we are little Cambridge United, but we need to start remembering we are little Cambridge United and, you know, start playing in that way where we upset these other teams. And we're, we're just going away a little bit from that. Um, it, it doesn't look good, but... You know, two defeats, uh, you know, in a week is always bad in football. But, um, you know, let's hope that we can bounce back next Saturday. Uh, get get the three points, you know, and just ease the pressure a little bit to, you know, as I say, to those really tough games against Derby and Ipswich where we're not really expected to get anything from them. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, OK, Matt, thanks very much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Cheers. Take care, mate. Bye. So there we go. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let's see uh, what happens. Uh, Morecambe and uh, hopefully we'll be cel- celebrating an away win and uh, everybody will be a little bit happier about it. It will certainly be a massive improvement going into October, uh, eight games in October, um, with uh, a win under our belt. Um, so uh, let's see where we get to. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, Histon first. Cambridge 105 Radio, across the city and South Cambridgeshire. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking about uh, all things Histon. Uh, yes, we will indeed. Uh, I always say we'll be talking all things Histon and then they repeat it in that one. So uh, I should learn not to say that, but there you go. Uh, yeah, so uh, Histon have been struggling, uh, I think it's fair to say. Uh, a couple of good results and then uh, a number of uh, not so good results. Um, and they, they had a win in the FA Vars um, at the end of uh, September and then a, a win in the uh, league against uh, Marchtown United, who were top of the, I think they were top of the league at the time. Uh, then Newport Pagnell come along uh, and beat them 2-0 in the last game they played before yesterday. Uh, and then a really interesting game yesterday, Lutterworth Town, uh, new to the league. Um, and it was 3-2, I think, at half-time, 4-all uh, in the end. Um, and uh, Dan Brown uh, scored two, but could have got more. And that was the story of the game, as you'll hear. This is what Lance had to say um, when I spoke to him uh, this morning Lance we spoke last uh, after the uh, Newport Pagnell uh, loss um, then obviously the cancellation and now on to uh, Lutterworth who were down at the bottom end of the table Uh, a very interesting game following on the Twitter feed a lot of goals and it was backwards and forwards I mean it was it was pleasing but also very frustrating at the same time I think you know to score four goals at home and not win is disappointing Um, 
we defended poorly at times. It was a case of giving cheap goals away uh, when we were on top. We had numerous chances to score more than four goals than we did on the day. And if I'm honest, it was a case of the two teams who could defend worse, it was going to lose the game. It was that bad. But on a positive note, going forward, we looked dangerous and a threat every time we crossed the halfway line. And as you say, I mean, lots of goals could have been scored. Dan Brown picked up a brace, could have scored, uh, could have scored three or four, according to uh, reports. So uh, uh, disappointment that you're not taking the chances, but as you say, at least looking uh, looking dangerous going forward. Yeah, I mean, we always say this, we always have to take the positive out of every game. And uh, yesterday was, like I say, disappointing in many ways, but also positive because the way we, we went about it. And all I would say is obviously score four goals, like I say, not to win at home is disappointing, but we lacked a bit of discipline towards the end and we could have actually lost the game. That was the disappointing thing from my point of view. But actually when we went 4-3 up with what probably seven, eight minutes to go, that we weren't able to see that out and, and hold on to the win, which probably we deserved on the day. Yeah, and as you say, it's it, it was a close, close at the end, close all the way through, but uh, you did come close to losing it. So at least uh, that 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 didn't happen and you pick up a point from it and move forward. You've got uh, Wellingborough um, on Monday night. Um, that's going to be, again, a, a, as they all are, another tough game. Yeah, I mean, obviously you go from Lutworth at bottom to Wellingborough at fifth. And we've watched both teams over the last month and... On their day, they can they can beat anybody. We saw that yesterday with Lutterworth, and certainly Wellingborough going forward are, are dangerous. So we we have to be better defensively. Uh, there's a case of that you know we, we can't keep giving silly goals away, and uh, if we can do that, like we have done against Marchtown and Newport Paddle to a degree, you know the better sides in this league, we we have to do that against Wellingborough, else we will get caught out. And in terms of uh, personnel, how are you doing injury wise? Injury-wise, uh, Luke Chris played yesterday. You can see he hadn't played for a while, but it was nice to see him back. He got through 90 minutes. Uh, Max Short came back, came back into the squad yesterday and came back from Ainsley Rovers. Um, so that was a, a big plus for us. Um, obviously, when we're short on numbers. But yeah, we're, we're not really far away from it. We've, we've pretty much got a, a full squad of 16, 17. So I always work on a, on a small squad to be honest. So yeah, we, we, we are where we are right now. There's only really probably Pat Bexel is two weeks away. And then on Saturday, second uh, second qualifying round of the uh, trophy against uh, Dis, uh, again, a, a team you know a little bit about. Yeah, we went to watch them again a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they'll, they'll give us a stern test. You know, they're, they're physical, they're, they're, they're aggressive, they, they attack quickly. So, And it seems to be the, the norm for most teams that we play now that, you know, that defensively we seem to be ropey and us included uh, but going forward we look a threat so it's a case of who can, who can defend better on the day I think we'll win these games Yeah I mean it's it's always it's always difficult um, you know, you, after a game that you've uh, you, you've scored four goals and, and not won um, but they could have lost they didn't lose they got the point which is the important thing uh, this stage but uh, lots to look forward to from them in terms of getting those performances to be a little bit more consistent Wellingborough uh, on top uh, I say in the top five six uh, in that league uh, Monday night football at uh, yes it's Monday isn't it 20th yes it's Monday um, so if you're looking for something to do on Monday evening uh, it's busy at the bridge with this this week because it's Monday evening is uh, Wellingborough town against Histon and I'm 99.9% certain that uh, the uh, City game is also at home uh, this uh, this weekend. Let me just go and have a look at that. That's uh, uh, Daventry. Yes, that's a Wednesday game at home as well. So two games uh, this week before uh, uh, midweek, Monday and Wednesday. Um, OK, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, City. Cambridge 105 Radio. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. 
So as I said, it's uh, been a good week for uh, City. They managed to uh, pick up a big win uh, against... Oh, sorry, I, by the way, I, I, I got it wrong in the the, the last Histon interview. It wasn't the trophy uh, the, they're, they're playing. It's the uh, Vars, of course, uh, against this. It's the trophy uh, City were playing in and they had Yaxley at home. Um, saw the return of Welsh, the keeper, and also uh, Ed Rolfe. And Ed Rolfe uh, marked his return after injury with a hat-trick, took the match ball home in a 4-1 win against Yaxley. Uh, and then yesterday he opened the scoring uh, against Coleshill Town. Coleshill Town, a strong, t- a strong team last year and uh, a strong team again this year. Uh, spoke to Robbie this morning, and this is what he had to say about those two games. Well, Robbie, since we uh, spoke last in the uh, enforced week off, you've had uh, a really good week, a cup win, 4-1 against Yaxley. Uh, uh, good to get some goals behind you. And then uh, you went to Coles Hill and uh, actually got a, a really good result, uh, first league win of the season. Let's start with the uh, Yaxley game. Um, you know, obviously, we've, we've had a few days in training um, after the Hinkley defeat. And, you know, the manner of that defeat didn't go down too well with, with us as staff and you know and there's a few little rumblings from the from the fans and you know so we we had a bit of a a heart to heart and you know sort of aired out all our differences and and tried to come to a conclusion where yeah we need to be better how can we be better and so yeah we've had we've had some some good sessions leading into the Axley game and you know the game being postponed on Saturday sort of for us because of what we wanted to happen on the Saturday, you know, we were sort of really sort of drilled to play and, and put on a good performance, but, you know, completely understand why it wasn't on. And, you know, it gave us an extra couple of days training and, and you know, the actually game was, was exactly what we needed. You know, the, the way the boys took about the game and took on board what we wanted. Anyone was there can see that we've missed a centre forward all season and Ed Rolf started the game and, you know, come away with the with the match ball. So, yeah, it was um it was a good game for us. You know, like I say, in in an attacking sense, to get some goals on the board and to get a little bit of confidence back into the group. And you know, we took that then on to to yesterday's really hard fought victory at a team that don't lose too many games at home. So, you know, again, you know, Ed scored the scored the opening goal and a, a great bit of play for the goal. And you know, the disappointing thing was we conceded. Two minutes later, you know, sloppy bit of play from us, and that's how they got in. And and you know, it, it looked like the second half was eventually going to peter out. And you know, up pops Simon Swinton to to win us the game, sort of with about five minutes to go. So, you know, great week for us. Two very important wins to the cup game, and then you know, getting our first league win under our belt. And you know, we did that without Taylor Parr, Scott Bridges. So it was really pleasing. And certainly the manner of the performance yesterday, you know, we had to dig in and, and really fight at one all. You know, they had the win second half and they put us under an, an enormous amount of pressure and Joe Welsh pulled off a, an unbelievable save just before we scored actually from a free kick. And, you know, having him back in the team is is certainly a massive thing. And, you know, like I say, Rolfie up front, you know, having those two that have been out literally all season back just gives us a whole new dimension and you know it it gives us experience at top and bottom of the pitch as well as in the midfield and defensive areas so yeah great week and uh, we have another tough week coming up Daventry and Hinkley 
Yeah, and as you say, as you say, I mean, getting Ed Rolf back into the side and immediately goes and scores a hat trick and then uh, gets the opening goal yesterday. Just what you were looking for uh, up front. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he's the reason. The reason we brought him in in the summer was because we knew that we could get him to score goals in our team. And you know, he's been unlucky. He got a groin injury against Gresley. He had to come off after about 55, 60 minutes in the opening game. And you know, he's been chomping at the bit to get back. And you know, we've sort of held him back because we wanted to get him fit and make sure that. He had no issues with his groin and, you know, we, we threw in him, thrown him in against Yaxley on Tuesday from the start. And, you know, he, he brings so much to our team, both with the ball at his feet, he has good pace, he runs behind and he can finish, you know. So it's it's great to have him back. You know, him and Connor were on yesterday for the last 25 minutes together and, you know, Connor played in an unusual sort of inside left position. And, you know, I thought the two of them linked up very well. So, you know, it's lots of things moving forward that hopefully we can we can get those two in the team a bit more together. And as you say, a difficult week this week. You've got uh, Daventry here with directly below you on the same number of points on Wednesday at home. And then uh, it's back up to uh, Hinkley on Saturday for the uh, next round of the FA Trophy. Yeah, you know, Daventry, have, uh, they've had mixed results like ourselves. They've, they lost yesterday. So, yeah, we know there will be a a big direct team and we need to to be at you know where we've been with with the last two games in terms of performances and attitude and if we're bang on with both of those I fully expect to get a, a positive result you know and then the game at Hinkley will be a extremely tough game you know I thought their front sort of four were exceptional when we played them a, a week or so again ago and they caused us you know quite a lot of problems and we missed chances like we have done most games this season but you know, having a fit Rolf or a fit Barnes taking the pitch, I feel that, you know, we'll, we'll give them a, a slightly different game. And obviously the confidence of, a, hopefully, you know, going into it with a win on Wednesday, three wins on the bounce, hopefully we can take that into Saturday and, and again, get a get a positive result in a, in a game where, you know, the prize money's not great this year in the trophy, but it's money that goes into the club. So anything that we can generate, is a bonus, um, certainly while we're still at Histon and, and waiting for the stadium to be finished. So, yeah, a big week in, in you know, league action and then obviously the trophy and hopefully we can get positive results in both. Hopefully they can and uh, carry on uh, having now got their uh, first uh, league win. I think it's uh, it's time to kick on for them. Um, we well, we should let's do uh, the women's football. So um, uh, both uh, the women's team back in action uh, this week. Um, we've got uh, City are uh, about to start a two o'clock kick off um, against uh, London Seaward um, uh, this afternoon. Um, uh, that's uh, at London Seawood so uh, unless you're there already you're not going to get there in time because it's a two o'clock kickoff. Uh, and United they're in action as well they uh, are facing uh, hashtag in a really uh, really interesting game that's a three o'clock kickoff. I'm going to, to that after this uh, after we finish the show today uh, but that's going to be a very difficult one for them so last time we spoke to uh, Rob Coles at uh, Cambridge City uh, was after their defeat uh, against Ashford Town 3-1 defeat that was I spoke to him in the week uh, talking about that and also looking forward to the London Seaward game. 
Rob, it's a, a week, two weeks since we last spoke. You were just about to play Ashford uh, before the last show. Turned out to be 2-1 at half-time, 3-1 overall. You disappointed with the result, but was the was the performance a good one? No, actually. I was disappointed with um, more the performance than the result. I don't mind losing as long as we, we lose it playing our best, if that makes sense. But the performance wasn't wasn't there for us defensively. We took an early lead. And then we we let them back in with three sloppy defensive plays on our part that let them all back in. I mean, at, again, it was very similar to that sort of Cambridge result for us in the sense that at 2-1, we felt we still had a chance. We were still in the game. We were still knocking on the door. And then that third goal saw us off, really, unfortunately. I mean, you started the season really well. You had a very good game against QPR, who who always are a strong side at this level. Scored four goals, won four two. But since then, it's kind of uh, it's kind of faded away a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what I did, uh, as I sort of mentioned on this before, is that I did feel that the four two scoreline against QPR flattered us somewhat. We got four goals early, but unfortunately, the the two goals we conceded have sort of trickled into the following two games, sort of sloppy parts in our terms of defensiveness. And it's been something we've been working on for the last two weeks now. I do feel that the uh, the unfortunate break that happened last week has worked in our favour. I guess time will tell tomorrow. But ultimately, it's given us a bit more time to try and work on some of the areas, our weaknesses, and try and strengthen them ahead of Sunday's game. You talked about the break last week. Obviously, gives you a chance potentially to uh, get the squad a, a couple of extra training sessions, talk about that defensive uh, vulnerability, and also uh, look at injuries uh, for this weekend's game against London Seawood. Are you up to full strength? Yeah, pretty much full strength. Yeah, I think the break helped us a little bit. Again, got rid of some of the niggles. Again, coming back in off a off a preseason is always always challenging. Uh, you get hit with a large amount of high intensive football, especially at this level. And no matter how many sort of games you kind of want to play in pre-season, but managing minutes and getting everyone up to speed is difficult. So I think the break come at quite a nice time for us, um, sort of three games in, a little bit of a break, giving us a little bit of time to consolidate, to, to sort of assess the previous results. I mean, we had the Cambridge game midweek and then rolled straight into the Sunday game against Ashford with no training sessions in between. So it kind of, it seemed to be hit with a d- double hit there, two losses, and then... We were a lot of pressure on that last week's game that got postponed to sort of make sure that we don't make that losing three on the bounce. So hopefully now we can, having consolidated, come back in and uh, get a result on Sunday, which won't be easy. Yeah, I was going to say London Seawood had a good season uh, last year and having a, a good start to the season again this year, a strong side. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like again, I sort of say it all the way through, I don't think there's going to be any really easy games this year. You know, everyone's strong. Everyone's got um, talent in their squad and on any given day, any team can beat anyone, I think, you know, so we, we, we don't, we're not going into this game on Sunday naive. We know that every game and I've sort of articulated to you and, and to the team is that we have to work as a unit and work as hard as we possibly can to, to grind out every win we get. Nothing is going to be given to us. And ultimately we need to turn up on Sunday at full strength, ready to go and ready for a battle because that's what we're going to get. And Rob's always been very consistent about that uh, in terms of he's, he's talked about consistency is the hardest thing to achieve. And, and I guess that's true if you look at the results so far. They had a really good win, although, as Rob said, perhaps not as flattering as the scoreline said 4-2 against QPR at the start of the season. Then the loss against uh, the United in the derby and a loss against Ashford um, uh, just after that. Uh, so uh, good luck to them today. It, it is going to be a hard game. London Seawood uh, are in good form um, and uh, have always done 
done well. So uh, we, we shall see. We'll talk to Rob during next week. Uh, on to uh, Cambridge United, as I said. They came uh, off the back of a one or draw against QPR um, last week, um, and in the last game, rather. And then on today to uh, hashtag is a three o'clock kickoff. Uh, so you've still got time to get there if you just want to leave now. Um, this is what Darren had to say when I spoke to him uh, this morning. The last time we spoke to you was just before you were, were starting the uh, QPR game, a one-all draw against a good side. I would guess you'd feel reasonably happy with that performance. Reasonably, but actually disappointed, to, to be honest, because we had a good three or four very, very clear chances to, to put the ball in the net, you know, in particular when, when the score was 1-0 and kind of take the game a little bit away from QPR and, and we just wasn't clinical enough, to be honest. And, you know, at 1-0, you're always at that risk of, of them getting in, into a spell of the game and getting a goal. And that's exactly what happened. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we're, we're still building. We know that there's there's a long way to go to, to get to where we want to get to. But yeah, as, a, as an individual game, I, I came away from that disappointing because I think we should have done better. This weekend, you've got a very, very difficult game. You've got Hashtag. Uh, Hashtag and Norwich are both uh, unbeaten so far this league. And obviously, you played Norwich on the opening day of the season uh, and a bit of a disappointing result there. Hashtag are uh, freely scoring. They've got 10 against Wyndham. They've got four against two other clubs. Very strong last year. Very strong again this year. It's going to be a real test for you. Yeah, massive test. Um, But one we look forward to. This is ultimately, you know, the the, the end of the table that we want to be at uh, longer term. And so for us, it's a great test, and it's almost you know one of those where they're they're expected to win comfortably. Clearly, they've been they've been doing very well up to now, so they're clearly going to be uh, expecting to to win that game. And and I would probably say they're probably expecting to win comfortably based on the fact they've they've won their other games reasonably comfortably. The only the only sort of uh, game that's given them a test so far has been uh, Wimbledon, who we know again are going to be a very strong side. But we go there with with you know. A, increasing our levels of performance week on week. We know what we've got to do. We've had two good training sessions this week. So go there kind of excited and, and really looking forward to the game. We talked about this last that the last year is that there, there are those games where you go where you've got a little bit of freedom because people don't expect you necessarily to get a result out of it. So you've got everything to play for and a, a, and a bit less pressure on you. Yeah, totally. And conversely, the other side of the coin, you know, the pressure is on them. And if they don't take an early lead, I suspect, you know, they'll they'll start to wonder, you know, what, what's going on and why they aren't already in that comfortable position they're used to. So that's the task that we've got is to is to try to make it difficult for them during the game. And then when we get our chance, we must be more clinical than we were against QPR. So, you know, both ends of the pitch to focus on. But uh, yeah, fantastic game to look forward to and uh, and one we hope that we can do well in. And I noticed in the uh, the fixture list um, last week that uh, next week's game was supposed to be against Hounslow, but it was cancelled. It looks like it's been replaced by a cup game, but Hounslow seemed to be in a strange position and then they haven't played any games as yet. Yeah, strange one. They, they've struggled for players. The manager who was at Harlow then left Harlow a few weeks ago and is, is now uh, in charge at Hounslow and, and it looks like he's taken some players with him from Harlow over to Hounslow. So they've, they've now got more players and they're starting their season this weekend. Bit of a strange one because it effectively means they're, they've been able to miss out some weeks when they were definitely a disadvantage in terms of player numbers. Um, obviously, they couldn't start games with the, with the few players they had. But, you know, there's plenty of sides that, that actually had to play their games with less players available to them because they had people away in the early part of the season. So, yeah, a, a, a difficult one. The, the FA have obviously made a decision that they were going to give them a little bit of time and a bit of grace to try and get, get running. And it looks like they're now up and running. So it'll be interesting to see how they go with the, the games they've got to catch up.
and it'll be interesting to see what other people's response are, especially uh, those who, uh, you know, will feel that they lost out because they were fielding weaker sides at the start of the season without the players. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you look at uh, Wyndham, who at the moment are bottom and have struggled so far, and I'm sure given a bit more time, they, they will be stronger. They're new to the league after just getting promoted. So, you know, I'm sure they will feel probably quite aggrieved, to be honest, and uh, and sort of fairly so, because they've had to uh, to crack on with it. And, um, you know, there's been no no penalty as such on Hounslow. So I think, yeah, for some people, they'll they'll feel quite aggrieved. But ultimately, you know, whatever we've got in front of us, from, from every club's perspective, we just have to get on with it and, and win the games there as they, as they come forward. So you'd like to think that we'll all just crack on with it, but I'm sure there'll be a few <laughs> rumblings in the background. Absolutely. Uh, in terms of personnel for this weekend, are you uh, looking fully fit? We've got a couple that are, that are not going to be available to us. We've got uh, a couple that are out ill. So Ella Marden has been struggling this week with illness. Elisa Stocker down is is has been ill this week. Um, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to have her in the squad, but certainly she's not going to be at her best because she's been ill all week. Uh, we've got a couple that have had niggles. Sammy Eggers had a bit of a niggle as well, but looks like she was okay, came through training all right last night. So we're hoping that she'll be okay and a couple others are unavailable. But yeah, we are, I'm, I'm reasonably happy with the squad and we'll continue to build on it. And um, if you uh, if you have a little look at the social media over, over the course of the next uh, 24, 48 hours, you'll see there's another signing to be announced. So yeah, um, we, we've got strengthening coming forwards and, and quite happy with what we've got currently. We just need to uh, try and do our best in this game. Obviously, it's a tough game, so squad will be utilised as best it can be. Uh, yeah, it will be a tough game. I think he's completely right there. It's going to be interesting. That's why I'm going to go down there. Um, that's pretty much all we've got time for uh, this week. Thanks for uh, joining us. Thanks to uh, to Matt for uh, uh, joining us over the uh, phone and uh, with his pet frog on clean feed just before that. Uh, thanks very much to uh, Lance and to uh, to uh, Robbie, um, both in action at the bridge this week, Monday and Tuesday. Monday is uh, his. And cheer, well, sorry, Monday, Wednesday, Monday. Uh, so if you want to see a game down there, then uh, that's good. Um, and uh, failing that, You're we'll see you next Cambridge week. 105 Radio.